Good morning. It's good to see everyone. Shkaya for coming. The when um, Yaakov Avinu wakes up from his uh, his dream, uh, and he recognizes that unbeknownst to him, he had been sleeping in a place of great kedusha. So he becomes uh, afraid. He becomes afraid and he declares, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is the gate of Shamayim. And Rashi already quotes from the Medrash that he recognized he was sleeping at the future location of the uh, Beis HaMikdash, which corresponds to the Beis HaMikdash Shomalo, Zeshara Shamayim. And the uh, Medrash over here comments in Bracious Rabosi that uh, he became afraid because he was afraid uh, that he uh, had not behaved or conducted himself appropriately uh, in the Makam HaMikdash, and perhaps he had violated the Easter and the Torah, which we'll get to later, of Umikdashi Tiro, to fear the, uh, the Makam HaMikdash. So I wanted to use this perhaps as an opportunity to discuss how one is supposed to conduct oneself uh, on the Makam HaMikdash. Is it permitted uh, for us in our present status? Uh, to enter into the Makam HaMikdash. But before we begin, um, we cannot take lightly the historic significance that we have the ability to discuss this Shiloh, uh, that we have the ability to uh, travel throughout Eretz Yisrael and to even discuss uh, entering into the Harabayas. And that opportunity is something that uh, we cannot take for granted and cannot, uh, of course, take lightly. And at the same time, we have Hakar Zatayv to the Rebbeinu Shalom for that opportunity to even discuss the Shaila. At the same time, we are cognizant that the uh, Mokom Hamikdash is still uh, in a state of Bichor Bonoi. It is still in destruction since the time of the Churban uh, Bayasheni. And therefore, the uh, question arises, does the place of the Mokom Hamikdash, even though it clearly, even uh, before the base Hamikdash, was the Mokom of Hashras Hashchina, does it retain its Kedusha? And do the restrictions that apply to the uh, Har Habayit, to the Makam HaMikdash, continue to persist while the Beis HaMikdash is in a state of, of Churban, in a state of destruction? So the Gemara has a discussion throughout Shas, whether or not, numerous places, whether or not the Kedusha Rishayna, the first Kedusha which took place at the time of Yehoshua when he conquered Eretz Yisrael, was that only for that period of time? Was that uh, Kitshel uh, But it was Loi Kitshel it does not endure permanently, or perhaps it doesn't do it permanently. And then even if it doesn't, the Gemara has a further question, does Kedusha Shnia, the Kedusha that was uh, bestowed upon Eretz Yisrael at the time of Ezra resettling the land, was that only Lashaita for that period of time, or perhaps that was, uh, that was also La'asid Lava, that persisted uh, and became a permanent Kedusha even after the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. So Rav HaRishonim, Rav HaRishonim Paskin, the Kedusha Rishonah, the Kedusha at the time of Yeshua was temporary, that was Kitshel Shaita, Veloi Kitshel Asilavai. But the Kedusha that was uh, endowed upon Eretz Yisrael at the time of Ezra, when he resettled Eretz Yisrael, that was uh, permanent. That was Kitshel Shaita and also Kitshel Asilavai. The Rambam, however, writes that that whole discussion is only relevant to the entirety of Eretz Yisrael. But the specific location of the Mokom Hamikdash. The Rambam says er, uh, that is not a party to that whole discussion. And in fact, the Rambam says even though, or that psak, it's not bound by that psak, even though we pass in Kedusha Rishayna, the, the Kedusha, the time of Yeshua, was temporary, that's only as it applies to all of Eretz Yisrael. For Trumas, for Maizras, for Shviyas. But the Mokom HaMikdash, uh, that was uh, the Kedusha that was uh, bestowed upon Eretz Yisrael, the time of Yeshua, was permanent. And the Rambam writes over here in Perek Vav of Hilchas Beis Abchira Lachi Yadad Vlama Ni Ma'omer B'Mikdash Yushalayim Kedusha Rishayna Kitsha Lasid Lavoi. The Rambam says that the Mikdash and Yushalayim that was a permanent Kedusha 
whereas the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, that was temporary at the time of Yeshua, Lefi, Shekedusha's Hamikdash, says the Rambam, the Yushalayim of Hashchina, that's because, not it was conquered or it was resettled, like Yeshua or Ezra, it's because that's the Mokom Hashras, Hashchina, Vishchina, Eina Beteva. Even though the physical edifice of the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, uh, the residence of the Shechina and the Makam Hamikdash continues. So therefore, writes the Rambam, the, uh, the Kedush of the Beis Hamikdash and the Har Habayis would persist, and uh, therefore all of the restrictions of entering into the Har Habayis would also continue to exist in our times, even though the Beis Hamikdash is, as we know, Bichorbano. However, the Ravid there disagrees. The Ravid says, where did the Rambam get this distinction from? It's his own. Svaras atzma hizuvuloyadati me'ayinloy. He says, no, we passed in Kedusha Rishayinu was Kitshelah Shayat. Avaloy Kitshelah Salava was only temporary, and as regards to the Makam HaMikdash, was only temporary. And then he goes even further, and he says, even though we hold Kedusha Shnia, the Kedusha, the resettlement of the time of Ezra, and Dad Eretz Yisrael, the permanent status of Kedusha, that's only the entire Eretz Yisrael. But the Makam HaMikdash, not so. There, writes the Ravid, Shafil Rabbi Yaisi, Dama Kedusha Shnia, Kitshelah Salava, Loi Omar, Ela Lishar Eretz Yisrael. There, the Kedusha, everyone agrees, was only temporary. Even the Kedusha was endowed at the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. Why? Says the Rabbi, because they knew that the base Hamikdash was going to be destroyed. And therefore, when they endowed Eretz Yisrael with, uh, I'm sorry, the Makam Hamikdash with Kedusha was only temporary in nature because they knew it was going to be destroyed. How did they know the base Hamikdash was going to be destroyed? So it's because that's what uh, was uh, the punishment that's recorded by the Gemara Medesachtas Tainus that happened at the time of the Chet Meraglim. When the Meraglim returned with their negative report about Eretz Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, as the Pasuk tells us in Parsha Shlach, cried. Vayivku ha'om balayla ha'hu. They all cried. And writes the Gemara, that was the night, Oysa Laila Leil Tishabov, that was the night of Tishabov, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, because Klal Yisrael were crying, they didn't want to enter Eretz Yisrael, Kaddish Baruch Hu punished them that you're crying tonight for this, you'll cry in the future for the Churban Beis Hamikdash on this very night, on the night of Tishabov. So already at the time of the Chetam Eraglim, Klaus was given an indication that the first Beis Hamikdash was not going to be permanent. The Nitziv writes that that's the meaning of the Pesach in Parashat Shlach, where the Pesach says that Kashbach who told Klaus Yisrael, that uh, my honor will embody the entire land, how so? So explains the Nitziv, based on the Psukim in Tehillim, say for Yecheskel, Kaddish Baruch is going to disperse us throughout the other nations of the world, and it'll be our job to, uh, to bring the covet of HaKadosh Baruch to all the lands of the world, of the, er, of the, of the world in Golos. So already at that time, they knew, they were given indication that the second, first base Hamikdash was going to be temporary. And so too says the Ravid, they knew the second base Hamikdash was also temporary. How did they know that? That was based on the Pasuk, and Sefer Shir Hashirim, which the Gemara quotes in Yuma and Daftesimibes, the Pasuk says, kesef. It'll be like a wall, then it'll be made out of silver. But if it'll be a door, it'll be made out of cedar wood. What does the Pasuk mean? So says the Gemara that if at the time of Ezra Nechemiah, if you will come back in a wall, Meaning, if all of Kleiser will come back en masse in, t- in its entirety, Teretz Yisrael, Valisim Kulchem Bimei Ezra, Nimshaltim Kekesef, then will be like silver, which does not rot. She'ein Rekev Shalait, but it would have been permanent. But Achshav, since Klai Yisrael at the time of Ezra did not all return, Achshav Shalisim Kedlosa, it only came back, a small percentage of Klai Yisrael came back, 
Nimshaltim ke'eras. Now will be like wood, shaharek of Charlotte boy. That uh, it can decompose and it can wither away. So, so too, they were already given an indication the second base Hamikdash, since Klausel didn't return on May, second base Hamikdash was going to be like wood that uh, could rot and decompose and could, uh, could wither away. So, says the Ravid, since they knew, back to his Gimel. Since they knew it was going to be destroyed, they only endowed it with a Kedusha with a time limit. Until the Beis Hamikdash will be destroyed, that was when they endowed it with Kedusha, but not afterwards. So says the Ravid that the Makam Hamikdash nowadays does not enjoy uh, that Kedusha of the Makam Hamikdash, and therefore the restrictions of entering into that uh, location should also not apply. The Ramban has a similar position. For a slightly different reason, he finds it uh, hard to believe that Kedusha of the Harabais or the Makam Hamikdash could be on a time clock. So he says, no, a different shot based on the Pasuk and Sefer Yechezkel, Uvo Bapritzim Vechilaluha, that uh, since the Pritzim came and they defiled the Beis Hamikdash to the time of Korban Bayasheni, that uh, removed the Kedusha from the Makam Hamikdash, and it's a special Xerus Hakosov that if Nachrim come and conquer the Makam Hamikdash, the Kedusha is removed. It's v'chilalua, it's been defiled. Either way, the opinion of the Ravid and that of the Ramban is that the Makam HaMikdash no longer enjoys that uh, Kedusha that it had at the time of the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore the restrictions of entering into the Makam HaMikdash should no longer apply. <coughs> the Ravid writes almost as much. The Ravid writes, Afichach, at the end of Ois Gimel, Hanichmas Atosham Ein Boikores. If you enter into it now, there's no chorus. Now, that's not a glowing endorsement of walking on the Harabayas. If you go on, you won't get chorus. We would have preferred if the Ravid had said, taken it all the way, and said, you can walk on now. Huh? There's no chorus. It's a What is it? We don't know. Some claim it's an Isidur Rabbanon. Some claim it's a Deiraisa. Some claim, but there's just no curse. And some claim the Ravid means to say it's Mutter and Gansen. It's a big tumble in the Paiske and the Binyan Sea. And what does the Ravid mean over here? Ain't but curse. We can't, it's hard to figure out. It, it would have been <laughs> consistent if he would have said it's Mutter to go on. Now already we're already left with somewhat of a question mark. How do we paskin on this machlek? Because according to the Rambam, the Kedush of the Mikdash persists. That's permanent already from the time of Yeshua. And according, and therefore the restrictions of entering the Harabai should apply. And the Ravid, though, and the Ramban seem to say, uh, at least on a certain, if only the Raisa, but perhaps even mid and they would allow one to enter into the Harabayas. How, you know, because the Kedusha no longer persists. It was on a time clock with all the priests of Echilalua. So perhaps uh, there's more room to negotiate walking onto the Harabayas and the restrictions no longer apply. So who, how do we paskin like? That's not exactly quoted in Shulchan Aruch. So there's a sefer from the Rishonim called Kafta Vaferach. The Kafta Vaferach was written by Harav Ishtar Haparchi, who was one of the first Rishonim to travel to Eretz Yisrael and write about uh, the, his travels to Eretz Yisrael and the geography of Eretz Yisrael and the, the Minhagim of Eretz Yisrael. So he records there that the Minhag at the time that he came, he was, lived in the 1300s and was uh, kicked out of Spain, his, uh, his experience was the Minig was like the Rambam, that they, didn't, they continued to bring Karbanos in the Makam HaMikdash after it was gone, and they did not walk there uh, for, uh, gratuitously. They observed the restrictions of the Harabais. So he felt they passing like the Rambam. The Meiri, a little bit earlier in the 1200s in southern France, wrote that the Minig is like the Ravid, and that's over here. The Meiri writes, HaMinig partially Kanes Lashom. Like the Ravid. Now the question is, how did the Meiri in southern France know what the Minig was in the 1200s in Eretz Yisrael? That's a you know, historical question. So that perhaps there were times that the Psak changed. Maybe there were times there were Noahic like the Rambam. There were times that there were Noahic 
like uh, the other position, like the Ravid. Either way, the Mishnah Brura writes in the Likute Halachis, which is his comments on uh, Seder Zvachim, and his uh, in the Mishnah Brura itself, he writes, we paskin uh, like the Rambam that the Makam, uh, the Kedusha persists on the Makam Mikdash, and therefore the restrictions uh, would continue to uh, to exist. And that's the I would say almost the universal uh, psak of uh, of Rav Hapaiskin, but it is interesting uh, to perhaps consider uh, the Ravid in the larger discussion. Okay, so we assume the kedusha of the Harabais persists and that the restrictions should exist. But what are the restrictions? Who is prohibited from entering into the Harabais? So the Mishnah, 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 Mesechtas Kalim, in the first parak, uh, says, tells us that the uh, restrictions of entering into the Makam Hamikdash, uh, you know, and a little bit wider, the Harabais and Yerushalayim, or Yaras HaMukafas Chayma, parallel uh, the restrictions that existed for Kalal Yisrael as they traveled through the Midbar, uh, with the Machina Shechina, the Machina Mishkan, the Machina Levia, which corresponds to the Harabayas, and then the Machina Yisrael, which corresponds to Yushalayim and all Yaras HaMukafas Chayma. Did so, undo Tamei Meis today? Is that right to undo our status? You need Paraduma. You need Paraduma, so that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But Tamei Meis so is out. We're all Tamei Meisim, so that's out. So, so the restriction should parallel that that existed in the, in the uh, as Kaiso traveled in the Midbar, which are recorded in Parashas Nosai. So because of that, the Mishnah says, Harabayas, which corresponds to the Machina Levia, as they travel through the Midbar, The only people who are uh, prohibited from entering the entire Harabayas are those who have what the Gemara calls Tumah Hayoyzis Olav Migufam. They are the source for their own Tumah. They didn't contract it from somebody else or somewhere else. They are the source for their tumor, which is a zav, a man who has an unusual emission, a medical issue. I mean, we don't, we don't have that. Zavois, nidois, that we do have. And the aledes are prohibited from entering into the harabayas. Further in, once you get to the makam hamikdash itself, the outer boundary of the makam hamikdash, which is called the chil, already now a tome mace is prohibited as you go further in, uh, a tful yom, which we'll discuss in a second, is also are prohibited from entering. But the Harabais itself is permitted uh, to a Tvuyam, is permitted uh, to a Tame Mace. What's the It's, huh? What's the definition of Harabais? I'm sorry? What's the definition of Harabais? We'll get to it in a second. In a minute. So those are the only people prohibited from the Harabais, Zav, Zava, Nida, and Yoledes, according to the Mishnah in Kegum. The Gemara Mesechtas Psachim, which wouldn't apply, at least to the people, uh, most of us in this room. The Gemara Mesechtas Psachim adds... Based on the Pasuk and Parshas Nasai, Vechol Zav, Omar Mar Zav, Vechol Zav, and he's of Larabos Balkari. So Balkari also is uh, prohibited from entering into the Harabais. It is curious, it doesn't appear in the Mishnah and Kalim, that's a problem. Uh, but the Gemara says some claim it's a Machlaikis. But yeah, the Rambam never brings this halacha. But this is the way it's generally assumed, it's like the Gemara Psachim, that a Balkari is prohibited from entering into the Harabais. So that would, uh, of course, limit most men, adult men, from entering uh, into the Harabais. But that is a problem that's not insurmountable. Tamei Mace is allowed in the Harabais, just not in the Makam Amikdash. And as Ali pointed out, we can't undo a Tamei Mace. So the Makam Amikdash is going to be off limits uh, for all of us. But the general Harabais is only also for Zav, Zav, and Yoledes, or Balkari. But Balkari, there's a remedy for it. You, go to the, you could go, uh, go to the Mikvah and undo a status of Balkari. And perhaps uh, you don't even have to wait normally for one to become uh, tar from a status of Balkari. You have to go to the mikvah, and then you have to wait for the sun to set. Harev Shemesh. Tamei Meis also. You go to the mikvah during the day, and you need the sun to set in order to complete your, ta- your tahara process. But until, let's say, you go to the mikvah, 
for the rest of the day, you're what's known as a Tvul Yom. You went to the mikveh that day, but you have to wait till Harav Shemesh to complete your Tara. But what you, but a Tvul Yom, as we saw in the Mishnah and Kalim, is only prohibited from entering the Makam HaMikdash itself. Harabayas, a Tvul Yom, is allowed. It's even better, a Balkari could go to the mikveh in the morning, and then go, in theory, directly onto the Harabayas. And that's preferable, because a Balkari will go in the morning, if he's going to wait, uh, you know, Harav Shemesh, and the next day go, maybe he already is a Balkari again. So better a Balkari, and go straight onto the Harabayas, and he doesn't have, he wouldn't have an issue. So this, why don't we do this then? Have a guy go to the mikveh, the men at least. Now, your women, you have zav, zav, and either your lettuce is more complicated. But if you have a religious man, will go to the mikveh for his Tumas Balkari and then go on to the Harabayas. So this suggestion was made already in the 1600s by Rav Chaim Alafandri, who was a Svardish Shigodo, lived in Eretz Yisrael, at a sefer called the Derech HaKodesh. So he suggested this uh, idea. Let's, at that time, again, uh, it was, uh, I guess, they had the opportunity to go on to the Harabayas. So he said, let's go to the mikvah, be a tfu yom, or even wait Harav Shemesh, and then go uh, on to the Harabayas. So he had, that was already in the 1600s. He, there was a contemporary of his named Nachum Eliezer. We wrote a sefer on the uh, Seder Taras called the Chazoin Nachum. The other Svarim, the Chazoin Nachum, but this was the Shvar Shagodah from the 1700s, 1600s. So he disagreed with this contemporary of his, of Chaim Alafandri, and he said, you can't do that. It won't work. Why not? So he had a creative approach. He said it won't work for the following reason. He said, Toysvis uh, comments on the Gemara Mesech the Shabbos and after Zayn Rebbeis, where the Gemara says that the begodim of an arm ha'aretz are tome. His clothes are tome. And his roik, his saliva is tome. Why is the begodim of an arm ha'aretz tome? Says Toysvis, the gazer aleim sheyu kezavim lechol devreim. Chazal were geyser on the Ame Haaretz as part of the penalties that they levied against Ame Haaretz that they should be tummy like a Zav. So they begotten my tummy and the, the saliva is tummy. And who's an Ame Haaretz? That's a big machlaikas in the Gemara and Brachas. We have a contemporary meaning, you know, colloquial meaning of an Ame Haaretz, but it's debated by the Gemara and Brachas. So one opinion of the Gemara and Brachas is the first opinion, anybody who's not Nizar and Tumma Vitara already. An am ha'aretz. Then there's another opinion. You're not nizar and trumas and ma'isus am ha'aretz. Then the gemara says kol she'ena korei kriyish ma'aretz v'shachris am ha'aretz. You don't put on tefillin am ha'aretz. You don't sitzis am ha'aretz. It keeps going. Uh, the threshold keeps getting you know higher and higher, even if uh, you know or lower and lower, even if uh, you know you don't have tzitzis, you don't have mezuzah. All these things perhaps be labeled an am ha'aretz. But one of the opinions there is whoever is not nizar and tumah v'tara is an am ha'aretz. So said the Chazoy Nachum Azoy. He said, "You're going to go to the mikvah to relieve the Tumas Balkari, but when you come out, guess what? You'll still be. We'll still all be Ame Haaretz. Why? Because we are not Nizar in Tumah Vitara. None of us observe Eat uh, Chulim Vitara. None of us observe the halachas of Tumah Vitara. So we're going to come out of the mikvah cleansed of Tumas Balkari, but uh, re, re, uh, redefiled because of our status as an Am Haaretz, because none, none of us are Nizar and Tumah Vitara, and that relabels us as a Zav, and a Zav is prohibited from entering into the Harabais. Now that's very creative. I guess the Am Haaretz didn't come, I don't know. That was, I hate those Am Haaretz. I don't know. The... Why did Chazal have many penalties against the Amiyaras? Because they weren't careful in Aloha, so they didn't trust them. 
Amiyaris also throughout Shas, the definition changes. At certain periods of time, the Amiyaris were, were antagonistic. So because of that, there was always uh, animosity between the Tamir Chachamim and Amiyaris. Yeah, that was correct. Right. Right, so the question really is, are we Ame Ha'aris because we're not Nizar and Tumavatara, or perhaps Tumavatara just doesn't apply to us. We're not ignorant of it. Uh, it just has no relevance for us. So to call us all Ame Ha'aris and then label us all as Zava, Zavim, to prohibit uh, people from entering into the Harabais, admittedly is somewhat of a stretch. Yeah. So that was the, uh, that was the opinion of the Chazoy Nachum. I don't know how seriously his, uh, his argument, though, is, is taken by contemporary Parisian. Nonetheless, uh, the opinion of, uh, even though, which is the suggestion of the Derech HaKadosh already was, that men could go to the mikvah and then go directly uh, onto the Harabayas, and that suggestion was also endorsed and uh, popularized by Rabbi Gorin, who after 1967 made, uh, made famous this idea of going to the mikvah and then going directly onto the Harabayas. I would say uh, the overwhelming majority of Gedolim in Eretz Yisrael at his time and subsequently uh, have not uh, not endorsed that approach. They're very much against it. From already from uh, the of Gorin's contemporaries of Shach, the Stipler, and the contemporary times of Rabbi Yosef and the Rabbanut, all uh, feel that restri- uh, that uh, enter- entrance to the Harbai should be restricted because their concern is even if that is correct. I don't think they subscribe to the Chazal Nachum, but even if that is correct, that about Kerry could go directly from the mikvah onto the Harabayas, their concern is that's, yes, men who keep halacha. And that's only the Harabayas, not the Makam HaMikdosh, where Ultimate Mason can't go on the Makam HaMikdosh. So you're going to have to restrict it to people who keep halacha, the men who keep halacha, the women who are Nidois and Zavois and Yoledes, that continue, we continue to have that. And you have to have men who keep halacha who will go uh, to the mikvah in the morning, and you have to restrict their access can't have unfettered access to low harbais. would have to be restricted to those places that are the harbais, but not the Mokam HaMikdosh. Uh, so that, that, that's hard. So once you open up the door, they felt that it was going to be impossible to, uh, to, make, to implement those halachas, so therefore their opinion was better not to, uh, not to, better to restrict access to the harbais uh, to everyone. And that continues to be the opinion of the Rabbanut. Do we know where the, where the Mokam HaMikdosh We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second, yeah. So the, uh, however, Rabbi Gorin was not um, impressed by that argument because he felt if we will deny access to the entire Harabayas because of this concern, which I assume he understood the concern, uh, he said we'll lose control of the Harabayas. And the Gemara tells us in Mesechlis Erevin uh, that <coughs> anybody can walk into the Kodesh HaKadoshim to clean it up, to fix something that's broken, even if a person is betumah. He can walk in to fix something that's broken and within the Kaddish HaKadoshim. Better to get a Kayin, better to do it B'Tahara, but if you don't have that opportunity, that option, you can even go B'Tumah to fix something within the Kaddish HaKadoshim. So said Rabbi Gorin, argued if uh, you can go in to fix something in the Kaddish HaKadoshim B'Tumah, certainly then to lay claim to the entire Harabayas, which he viewed as a prerequisite to building the Beis HaMikdosh, uh, we must continue to maintain control, even if that involves and entails walking onto the Harabayas, perhaps even the Mokam HaMikdosh, uh, in a status uh, in a status of tumah. Now, Rabbi Gorin's suggestion obviously was not accepted by the uh, I guess the establishment uh, of Gedolim, almost without exception. But and the argument is uh, is debatable on two counts. 
First of all, it's debatable in terms of political wisdom of it, which uh, I cannot uh, comment. It's beyond my area of expertise. Will that, does A actually lead to B? You know, does walking onto the Harabais actually lay claim uh, further to the Harabais? But at the same time, uh, the argument is uh, also, is debatable on a second level, and that is, do we precipitate the coming of the Binyan Bayeshlishi more through political activism or more through uh, proper adherence uh, to the Torah and to mitzvahs? So that's, uh, again, a, a larger uh, issue than our, our discussion. I will say that I uh, wrote an article about this for an English journal called the Journal of Contemporary Halacha and Society in 1999 about visiting the Harabayas, uh, Koso, and I included a long section about this issue, walking on the Harabayas, and I had my own approach, which I'll tell you about in a second. And the editor edited out this part. Uh, visiting the Koso, fine. Walking on the Harabayas, he told me, is so irrelevant and obscure and esoteric, no one's interested in this. That was in 1999. And then, as we know, in September of 2000, Ariel Sharon made his uh, you know, well-known and celebrated uh, tour of the Harabais, which led to the, the Second Intifada. And oh, then, of course, I, I wouldn't say that. whatever, again, not my area, and I have no opinions on this matter. As you know, I don't talk about politics. It's really not my area of expertise. Whatever. He made his entrance onto the Harabayas, and uh, because of that, there is definitely increased awareness about the issue. <coughs> However you want to interpret that, Yesh Darshan Mushvach, Yesh Darshan Wugnai, that's not my area. I have no idea. Ariel might know. I don't know. Anyway, so it has raised certainly awareness about the, uh, about the issue. My suggestion has always been the following. It's in theory and definitely not uh, politically feasible, but if it would be feasible, it would be nice. Mari, quote, says, Temeim, light. Preferably, meaning if you have to hire him, not Temeim. But if you don't have Temeim, how come the person? I need to hire him in, light. if you have to hire him. Why? That's how the Gemara means. It says, Kohanim, you know, you say Yeah, yeah. Right, I should have included the rest, yeah. So my suggestion has been the following, and it's not only mine, others have made this similar suggestion. If it would be politically feasible, it would be nice. And that is the following. The Mishnah tells us in Mesechtas Midas that the Har Habayas was 500 Amis by 500 Amis, which roughly corresponds to about 290 meters by 290 meters. So the Piske HaTaisvis already notes that our present Harabais is much larger than that. It retained the width of the Harabais from east to west is similar to that, corresponds roughly to that, but the length of the Harabais from north to south is about, almost double. It's about 480 meters uh, long, 490 meters long. <coughs> it's a trapezoid, so it's not exactly a rectangle, but uh, roughly, roughly that long. So why is it much longer? So the Piscataisis writes uh, that it's because it was extended, and that extension, the only uh, part of the Harabais that retains its Kedusha is the 500 Amas by 500 Amas, the original dimension of the Harabais. The addition, which uh, Josephus already writes, was added on at the time of that Herod refurbished the Beis HaMikdash, and he extended the Harabais in order to increase the, the glory and the size of the Beis HaMikdash. So that extension does not acquire, says the Piskei the Kedusha of the Harabais, and therefore the restrictions of entering the Harabais. This is supported by the Gemara Mesech Shvuas. The Gemara says in Mesech Shvuas, Ein Moisifin al ha'ir v'al ha'zarois, ela b'melech navi urim v'tumim sanhedrin shalshem v'echad. You can add on to Yushalayim, and we can, to Kedusha Yushalayim, we can add on to the Kedusha of the Azara, expand it. But you can't, it never mentioned in the Gemara, to add on to the Harabayas. That it never says. 
So the Rashash and this Gemara, the Mikdash David and the Or Sameach all say the Har Habayis cannot be added onto. Kedusha cannot extend further. Why? Because the Mechilta, the Rebbe Yishmael, on Parashas Boy, writes on the commenting on the Potsdam and Sefer Tehillim, Ki Vachar Hashem B'Tzion Iva L'Moy Shavloi. Kodesh Baruch who chose Tzion. What is Tzion? Says the Mechilta, Hu Hahar. That's the place the Kodesh Baruch who chose. You can't now extend it further to a place the Kodesh Baruch who didn't choose. The Harabais was the Makam HaYishayiv Hashem. So you can't extend it further. And therefore the Herodian extension to the Harabais um, would not acquire the status of uh, Kedushas Harabais and therefore the restrictions. It's generally assumed, and this is uh, based on uh, Jewish tradition, dating back from the time of the Radvaz, and it's supported by, uh, by modern Poiskim as well, Rabbi Togachinsky and others who deal with the issues, that the Mokom HaMikdash, on, so the Harabais, it's hard to know though, we have a big temple mount. Where is the Halachic Harabais? Well, presumably, it could be on the north, it could be on the south. The archaeologists debate it. There's consensus, but there are minority opinions on the north, south. Where do we assume that Mikdash is, in which case to know where the extensions are, and where, is the, the, where, where are the restrictions, and where the restrictions end? So it's generally assumed, based on a Jewish tradition and supported by archaeological <laughs> evidence, too, that the Mokom HaMikdash, in which case the Arabais, then we know, was uh, you know, around that, and not further, was around the Dome of the Rock. That the rock inside the dome of the rock is generally assumed it to, is generally assumed to be the Evan Shasiyah, which resided underneath the Aron Aron in the Kodesh Hakadosh. There are some who say it was the Mokom of the Mizbeach, the Evan Shasiyah, and that's supported by archaeological evidence because there's a platform on which the dome of the rock rests, which many say is pre-Herodian. And as we know, on the south there's Aruvo Shlomo. I don't want to give a tour now of the Arabis. There's Aruvo Shlomo Solomon stables, which are neither stables or from Shlomo. But at the same time, that's probably a Herodian extension. There's a seam in the wall on the eastern wall, which indicates shows a difference in the, the shape and the design and construction of the stones, which already gives us an indication, and that's the opinion of most archaeologists, is that the extreme south and extreme north were part of the Herodian extension. So about 50 meters on the south, 50, again, the east-west, the, the, the width of our bias, that dates back to the, to the time of uh, b- before Herod's extension. But the north and south extremes of Harabais were the Rodi extension and therefore would not enjoy the Kedushas Harabais and would not be, have the restrictions of entering into it. So if that's the case, I always argued if it would be feasible, it would be nice if we could make an area on the north and on the south, which there's no Kedushas Harabais at all. No one has to go to the mikvah, no nothing. Uh, anybody, uh, men, women, could enter into that, uh, that area and uh, if you would restrict it to that area alone, it wouldn't uh, continue on to the Arab bias. That would be Al-Aqsa. That would, the problem is there's an Al-Aqsa Mox on the, on the southern end. Plenty yeah. of room. Plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Open up the Khul, the gates. And right, or if you're brave enough to go through the Muslim quarter, or they'll allow you through there, so then free, free entry, you know? And that would be, uh, I don't think that there would be uh, Al-Aqsa necessarily entering over there. Either way, if one is going to go onto the Harabais, you know, if, again, again, we mentioned who holds what, but those who do go, so there is an issue, a final issue which we'll deal with, which is uh, the Easter of Moira Mikdosh. Based on the Pasuk in Parshas Kedoshim, Umikdoshi Tiro, they have to fear the Makam HaMikdosh. And that, con- uh, that continues nowadays. As the Gemara says in Mesech Tzivamis, and Avav, it's found in the same Pasuk as Shab Tzaisai Tishmeru, Umikdoshi Tiro. You should keep my Shabbos, fear my Mikdosh, says the Gemara, just like Shmira Shabbos is the Oilam, so too, Meir Mikdash is Li'olam. And we see it even existed before the Beis HaMikdash uh, was in existence as Yaakov Avinu was afraid. 
he was a vayiro vayomar. He was already afraid because he was sleeping on the makom hamikdash. Or Moshe Rabbeinu has to take off his shoes at the burning bush at the snare. Already there was an Easter of Myra Mikdash before the base. Mikdash certainly continues then afterwards. What is the Easter of Myra Mikdash? The Makam of Ashra Saskina should have a certain amount of uh, fear and respect. How should one conduct oneself in the Makam of Mikdash, which includes the whole Harabayas? Says the Gemara, though you can't say other Harabayas, that's the first line of the Gemara Nivamas. B'makloi, with your walking stick. B'minaloi, with your shoes. Min Chesrinach says it's only leather shoes, like in Kippur. Some say no shoes at all. B'punda, the soldiers wear, I think, sneakers. The religious soldiers wear sneakers, but I think everyone else, I think, takes off their shoes. B'pundasai, uva'avek with your money belt. Can't go on with a purse or a wallet. Uva'avek shal ragov. V'loya senu kapandria. It should not be a shortcut. I mean, you shouldn't cut through the harabayas, or shul too, to get to somewhere else. So the Rambam writes, included in that kapandria, that it shouldn't be a shortcut, the Rambam writes, lo mitzvah. to stam walk in Azai, to tour around, and to take a selfie, that the Rambam says, that's not Meir Mikdash. That's not what it's about. You have to go in Lidvar Mitzvah. So if your Dvar Mitzvah is, I mean, having mind to build, uh, precipitate the Binyan by Shlishi, uh, I think it's a Dvar Mitzvah. I don't think we could argue about that. That's a Dvar Mitzvah. Or if you were Davin on the Makam Mikdash, that would certainly be a Dvar Mitzvah. So I would if, uh, recommend for those who do go, again, I'm not endorsing one way or the other. We mentioned what the, what the, where the, what the post can hold. But if you're going to go, I would daven. Otherwise, you might be in violation of the Mara Mikdash. You have to do some sort of mitzvah. You're not allowed to daven. They don't let you daven. Yeah, they don't let you daven. I mean, mama, they watch you. Yeah, up. yeah, it's terrible. So maybe you do what you can. Right, so here, Rikki Diva. So that's Ariel's uh, yes, uh, paid advertisement. Yeah, I don't know. It's a problem, though. To stand, go up and tour around and take pictures, is, it, it could be a violation of Mara So you either have to have in mind what you, you know, you're precipitating the bidding by Shlishi, or you have to have in mind some other mitzvah that you're doing um, of, of going up. Otherwise, it could be, uh, could be Mara Mikdash. But either way, uh, whether, uh, you know, whatever position one takes, certainly the Makam HaMikdash deserves a certain amount of respect and, uh, and yira and fear, and uh, we hope, uh, whether through political activism or through, uh, through proper adherence to Tarot Mitzvahs, whatever approach one, uh, one takes, we certainly hope uh, that ultimately uh, our interest in the issue should be Tziyayin Hidarish Enlis, should be Ardrishas Tziyayin, our interest in the issue, our interest in rebuilding the Bayesh Shlishi ultimately should culminate with the Kaddish Baruch Hu bringing the Mashiach and the Binyan Bayesh Shlishi Bim Herevi Amenu. Amen.